Hey guys, what's up? Before we start our Snakehead interview, just wanted to add this. This is a just a recent ad. This is actually Monday morning, so I'm actually re-uploading this podcast feed. Wanted to tell you guys that, yes, Blu-rays and DVDs and physical media basically will be a big part of our Find Your Film universe. And this week, I am giving away a Stillwater DVD Blu-ray sealed digital code and everything from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. And thanks to them, they are giving me this Blue, not, they're, they're actually not giving me the winner of this giveaway will receive a Blu-ray DVD and digital code from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. On top of that, the random winner will re- also receive a Stillwater swag bag, which includes a branded trucker hat, a branded water bottle, and popcorn to munch on while you watch this really awesome film. Again, I, I, I say something like, I say stuff like, I love Stillwater. It was awesome. It is, like I've said in, in Find Your Film, it is heartbreaking and it's very realistic. Very, very well done film. So before we get to Snakehead and my weekly interviews and all that stuff, I just want you to know that Blu-rays and DVDs, I am starting to develop, hopefully, a gradual relationship with Universal on getting Blu-rays and DVDs out to you guys. Physical media is very, very important. I am leaving a link in the show notes where you can actually enter this contest. Okay, now this is very time of the essence kind of thing because the contest ends Tuesday, November 2nd. So if you're listening to this right now, past November 2nd, I apologize. Just get right in. Snakehead is also an awesome movie. Let's get into Snakehead right now. And if you haven't seen Stillwater, go check it out. Thanks again, guys, for supporting us here on Find Your Film. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Greg. I have a really good interview. have a really good interview for this really awesome movie that Bruce, both Bruce Brookie and I enjoyed. It's a movie called Snakehead. Came out this weekend, specifically October 29th, in theaters on digital on demand. Here's the IMDb summary straight from the IMDb's mouth. Quote, a Chinese immigrant gets caught up in an international crime ring of human smuggling while attempting to make a better life for her family. Specifically, that person is Sister Say, played by Suya Chang. I, I don't think I've ever seen her before, and she's very good as the lead. She goes, she immigrates to Chinatown under the, with the help of a snakehead. A snakehead is a person who smuggles immigrants illegally across the border, I guess across continents. Here it's from China to, to, here, to New York, New York City's Chinatown. Now, sisters say when she gets in to New York, like all the other immigrants, she has a huge debt to repay the snakehead and the snakehead's crime ring. The lead of the crime ring is... Jade Wu, actress Jade Wu, she plays this woman named Daima, and Daima rules her section of Chinatown with a very iron fist. And this is very, very interesting because because Daima, she looks like a really nice, wonderful woman, a, a person who could be a really seemingly from the outside, a just a woman who owns a restaurant and she seems nice to the customers. She looks harmless, innocuous, but she's not. She's she's cold blooded. She is very exacting and she doesn't mind laying down the law or, well, in her case, it's not the law. She doesn't mind laying down the crime when the crime permits. I guess in Daima's case, crime permits 24-7. Daima's eldest son is played by the Fast and Furious or is it Fast and Furious or the Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious franchise star, Sun Kang. He plays her really spoiled elder son, eldest son. And even though he is rich, thanks to her, thanks to his mom, he wants to prove his, he plays this guy named Rambo specifically. Yeah. Rambo. And he wants to prove his masculinity and he wants to take over his mother's job as the pretty much the boss of that whole area. The thing is, he's not a very smart person. 
who is the person who is smart is Sister Say, and Sister Say immediately ingratiates herself into the life and the operations of Daima. And the rest of the movie deals with how Sister Say tries to navigate within this criminal organization and basically not get killed, or while also trying to walk, not walk back. Her daughter, she's she hasn't seen her daughter in years, and there's a whole backstory to that. And now her daughter is in New York, and her daughter has no idea she's there. And it's about how Sister Say tries, she wants to get rid of the debt. Once she gets rid of the debt, she wants to be reunited with her daughter, who is obviously adopted by American parents now. So she's her daughter has a completely different life. So that is the main crux behind this movie. If you look at the trailer, it looks like a straight-ahead B-movie action thriller, which, by the way, I love. But Snakehead really elevates the genre by being, while there is bloodletting, it's not too gory. There is violence in this movie, hard-hitting violence. And in a, there are moments when I had to turn my head, a couple of moments. I'm not going to mention who was involved in these moments. But overall, this is a very nuanced drama about um, a young woman's determination to survive in New York, as well as hopefully one day reunite with her daughter. Very touching in that sense. But the good thing is writer-director Evan Jackson Long, he doesn't even, it's not a saccharine movie. It's not sugary. It's very real, hard-hitting. And the chemistry between the leads, Suya Chang, again played as Sister Say, and Jade Wu as Daima are fantastic. So right now, as I'm recording this, it's a Saturday. My niece Claire is going to be coming in about 20 minutes. Hopefully, I'll put I'll put this up tonight. Later on a Saturday night, a Saturday night on October 30th. Hopefully, you'll be able to watch. If you if you have Snakehead, if if Snakehead is playing locally in the theaters and you like these mob crime thrillers, I would suggest seeing it. It's a completely different pace. It's not just bullets every single second. There are, there is drama and it's very intricately told. It's a differently told film. It says, quote, an American crime saga, but yeah, you're going to get a, li- a lot more bang for your buck as far as the dramatic stuff, especially since the leads are very, very good. And this is this podcast, this little episode has my interview with Suya Chang and also Jade Wu. So hopefully you enjoy it. And yeah, it's in theaters right now as we speak, but you can stay at home, watch it on digital, on demand, rent or purchase this movie. Now, as an Asian American, I love interviewing Asians, Asian Americans to spotlight their works, their respective works. I've been doing this for almost 30 years. I think I started in 1991. Yeah, I've been doing it for 30 years. And the pretty pathetic statistic is probably I've interviewed thousands of people for press junkets and and everything like that. How many Asians or Asian Americans have I interviewed? Probably under maybe at the most 100, 100 out of thousands. So during the interview, I I talked to them about this window gradually opening when it comes to cinema and Asian representation. Yeah, it's great. Like movies like Minari, movies like this or The Farewell. Gradually, we're getting there. But I mean, just being a a dude of 50 and seeing for over 30 years, just, yeah, not the statistics were not on my side during those 30 years. And Jade Wu mentioned something about how Asians have been in many ways invisible when it comes to the media. It's great now within the last several years. It's slowly and gradually opening opening up. And the good thing about this is Snakehead, while it has some really great Asian representation, most importantly, it's a very entertaining movie. So you hopefully you will be entertained. Oh, sorry for the for the little knock here. Tell tell me what you think. Tell me and Bruce and Eric what you think of Snakehead. Hopefully 
Eric will watch Snakehead next week. I still believe he has the link for that. All right, guys, here is my interview with Suya Cheng and Jade Wu for Snakehead. Claire is coming right now with her parents. She, every Saturday, she st- she stays with me and my mom, and we have some quality time. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna race to actually get this podcast up. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to us on Find Your Film. Subscribe to our subscribe to our uh, our podcast, and also the video version of this interview is up on our Deepest Dream YouTube channel. I'll put all that stuff in the links, okay, and where to rent and purchase this movie if you're not gonna check it out in theaters. I'm out. Enjoy the interview. Bye. I think, and again, I bumped the table. See you later. Bye. I never believed in the American dream. All I knew was how to survive. I gave you everything and treated you like a daughter from the beginning. I'll never be like you. Chinatown doesn't change for anyone. So when you were dreaming of coming to America, did you think it was going to be this way? I didn't think. I just came. What if I can offer you something better? She really likes you. Think you're special, don't you? You're not. You're just my mom's little errand rat. Understand? We need another snakehead for the Taiwan job. I'll go. I've done it once. We can do it again. Go! Hands up. Can you tell me why she's here? Mom says she wants her here. You know, I worry about you sometimes. Why are you still doing this? You survive your way, and I survive mine. Bingo. We're gonna have some problem with you. I'm gonna smuggle drugs. Saved me a fortune. I didn't do that for you. I did that to survive. What would you do if someone betrayed your family? I love genre filmmaking, so I would have been pleased if this was just a straight ahead action thriller. I would have been entertained. But this movie hits so many deep, resonant levels. Can both of you just, I guess, touch upon the fact that Snakehead, while it may seem like genre filmmaking, it's so much more deeper than that. And it it really does hit on so many levels. So, Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's about uh, two strong female characters that, you know, usually we don't get to see that. Those type of roles are usually written for males, not for women, you know. So it's absolutely a completely different perspective. It's about survival. It's about uh, um, families, about how women uh, try to protect, you know, their, their loved ones, their families, other families that Dai Mai had to, you know, she brings other families over, you know, and it's not just about smuggling people in. It's about human behaviors, how the sacrifices that they have to do. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many layers we can talk hours about it right but i also yeah. don't want to give out too much because i want you to see the movie <laughs> <laughs> we could talk hours about we could talk five years worth about it for as long as suri and i have been involved in the film but um no what what makes this special is it's showing a different it's showing the world a different side of a community and its underbelly which could 
is there's a universal aspect because this underbelly exists in all communities. It doesn't have to be a Chinese community, which this film takes place. And Chinatown is a character in the film. But what makes it special is that the underbelly of this can take place in a Polish community, in a Russian community, in a Romanian community in the United States, and also in a global community. It can take place anywhere in the world. This happens, these human flaws, human decisions, solutions, you know, just the whole intensity of how we survive exists universally. That's what makes this different. It's not just an action thriller film. Yeah, you know, so I turned 50 a couple of months ago and I've been covering this Asian American film, Asian filmmaking, and just I always wondered, you know, when when will our time come? When will Asian cinema come stateside? And Jade and Shuya, can you just talk about on your IG, you talk about passion and determination got to where you are where you are today, Shuya. And I'm just wondering for both of you, how were you able to swim upstream? And, you know, it seemed like sometimes that window was, do you guys see the window slowly opening, especially in a movie like Steakhead, which Daima is just one of the best villains I've ever seen in my life. And sure, your your character is just so layered and so subtle. Can you guys just talk about that window slowly opening and how does it feel for both of you just to really be a part of that, I guess? I feel like it's just really exciting times for us with, all the talk with with uh, Asian movies that is slowly coming out, like Shang-Chi, Minari, you know. So that is exciting for, for, for all of us as, as Asian artists, right? Um, for me particularly, I mean, like you said, this movie, usually you don't come across scripts like this. I just feel like we need more of those. We need more people, more Asian stories, not just Asian stories. It shouldn't be just an Asian story. We are living in a world that is diverse. Um, we can have a normal love story or action thriller or a comedy, and that shouldn't be specific to Asian culture only. You know, it should be just a story. That's what I would like this to go at the end of the day, you know. But of course, um, right now, doors are opening up. And it's exciting, but it's still not enough. We still need more. We still need to be seen more, you know, and, but that's Hollywood, right? Um, let's hope we can push with this movie a little bit further and get more stories out like this. And make it yeah, and Greg, cool. and, you know, Greg, you said that you just turned 50, you're a spring chicken compared to me. So, you know, I've been in this business for almost 50 years uh, is it opening doors? Yeah, it's opening doors gradually. But, you know, when I started 50 years ago, there were no roles. Uh, so it's I do see the transformation. I do see the doors opening up. We are getting our stories told, but we need many, many, many more of them, you know, so that we can all keep working because we've been invisible for so long. And now we're finally getting a semblance of visibility, but it by no means is anywhere near what we should have right now. I'm excited about the future. I've never worked so much in my life, in my entire 50-year career. And it's fantastic. And I want more work. I'm, you know, I'm like Francis McDormand. Give me the work. You know, just give me the work. I want the good work, good stories to tell. And nobody's heard our stories. Right. We don't want to be always stereotyped. You yeah. Know. We don't want to be caricatures. And that's that's the beauty of, uh, you know, Suya and I getting these characters. We could have easily spun into caricature. 
easily spun into stereotype, but we didn't. We spent a lot of time getting the nuances of these characters. For you, what is it like for you just to, you've been in the business for 50 plus years and you, you get a role which no matter what ethnicity you are, it's just such a meaty and great role that is... Incredible role, incredible it, role. Had to be very careful. I mean, it's, you know, like how often do you get a role like this? You know, it's like Charlize Theron doing Monster. I mean, you're not going to be able to get roles like this. So you want to you 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 want to bite at it. You want to dive into it. You want to just you know sink your teeth into this character and make every single idiosyncrasy and nuance perfect, so that it shines on screen. So that people will walk away and say, "Wow, this person was not a caricature. This person was a real person." That was what we both had to do: was make these characters real. They had to be real people with human flaws and human decisions and human solutions. And Sister Say is just a very layered character. Can you just talk about how you prepared for this role? And I really just shout out to the director and writer, Evan, just for making a movie that is not exploitative or it doesn't objectify people. I mean, can you just also talk about that? Just getting getting your hands on not just a meaty role, but a really fully fleshed human story as well. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, we we, we sat down and we we talked about it a lot. Our director was so gracious and, and open-minded, you know. He gave us creative freedom to, mm-hmm. to talk about the role and interact with each other and give advices or, or, or um, just, just suggestions. He took suggestions so well when we had a thought about that character. So that made it incredibly easy for me to play that role because it just makes, it everything, makes everything so much more realistic. As a human being, our human behaviors, how, why, why would you do that? Why is she the way she is? It's because she had nothing to lose and she was determined, you know? So in that way, I could intensify myself into this character as well as, as a human being. So. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to capitalize on that and, 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 and chime in, I mean, Evan gave us complete creative freedom and it, if it hadn't been for his creative vision to begin with, we wouldn't have had that freedom. But to work, the luxury of doing indie film is that you become a family unit. It becomes a collaborative project. You know, when you have that creative freedom, you can actually attain so much more nuance and, and richness of what the film and the story is supposed to be. Yes, I think I think all of us, I mean, we all kind of chimed in and said, you know, how do we make this the best we can possibly be? Whereas in big studio films, you don't have that luxury. You you know, you have, you're guided and, you know, kind of used as a human prop most of the time. (laughs) Well, in this movie, you guys are not human props. You guys are really, I love really one of the many things I love about this movie is the the interplay between both of your characters. It's sort of a mother and daughter role, but it's also manipulation. And you guys ultimately are playing a game of chess with each other. Can you just talk about how did both of you prepare and build your relationship together? Because if that relationship doesn't work on the screen, the movie's going to fall apart and it works. So how did you guys build that relationship together? (laughs) We partied a lot together. (laughs) (laughs) We did. (laughs) We got along immediately, actually. Me and Jade, we just had a very good chemistry. And I think that's also a good job from, from, from the producer and the director to, to, you know, to cast, you know, you, you, you got to see that chemistry on, on film. And I think that's really important. And 
the first time I met met Jade, I was like, I was first of all when I heard of her, I was so intimidated by her because she is just such a great actress, and so she's just a seasoned actress. And and you know me, just a newbie, whatever. I'm just coming in, and I'm I watch her do this monologue, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing, you know. But she's I, being too kind. She was she's a she she's an actress in her own right. So you know, no, come on, Sue, you're great. You're fantastic. Uh-oh. You have the natural. You have an innate ability, which is such a gift. Oh, thank you. But yeah, no. When I saw her, I I was first intimidated by her, but then you learn so much from her just by watching her, you know. And the energy that we have kind of like just set the tone in a way, you know. And and we just work really well together. We just had that chemistry. I think that 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 is that special something when you have this energy and that chemistry towards each other. You and know, that's Evan and Evan and Brian and, and and I mean all the producers and Evan. I mean they saw that uh, you know there was that potential for that kind of chemistry. And this whole film has been blessed from the get go in terms of even though it's been a long journey, it's been blessed with passion. And everyone involved in this this film has been filled with passion to get this film done which you don't see. I mean, even in an indie film, you just don't see thousands of people coming to the fore, you know, to help you out and make this, this you know, dream manifest. Right. And I was also really blown away by our community. That's just... Yeah. Community was great, you know. Everyone that like, showed up, anywhere we could, went. We went to- in the middle of the night. I mean, in the middle of the night at two in the morning, you have a hundred extras who are volunteering to do a banquet scene. I mean, how, that's impossible. You don't that's see impossible. that. And not just in New York, in Los Angeles, Everywhere. in yeah. Florida, in Taiwan. It's, it was incredible to watch that. So. My final question to you guys, part of our podcast is we ask actors and filmmakers to just recommend movies for our listeners to watch. And for both of you, just wondering what can each of you name one of your all-time favorite movies and what is it about this specific film that still speaks to you today? Um, for me, definitely Sisi. Um, it's the young em- empress from Austria. It's because I grew up there and that was one of my first movie that I watched in German. I speak German. And uh, I was just blown away by Romy Schneider. Um, another one's The Goonies, who doesn't like a good adventure as a kid. And the third one, In the Mood for Love. I mean, that movie is beautiful. It's Are you a huge Wong Kar Wai fan? Just, do you love his stuff? I do. I mean, it, it kind of like reminded me, Ray stuff. Well, we Snakehead kind of reminded me a little bit of that style. It was beautiful and raw, and the colors are vibrant. So, definitely love that movie. For you, Jade. I don't. You know, I have favorite movies, and I don't want to even list them. I mean, I, I I love Shawshank Redemption. I love you know the the whole way that that script and that story evolves. I think for me, it's good storytelling in any film and uh, the poetry behind the story. Uh, That's what Snakehead has, has all of those elements, a universality in the aspect of of, uh, message behind it. Most of my work is um, human rights, social justice. This taps into that. It fit right into the mold that where my, you know, all of the bulk of my work is, is uh, founded. So yeah, those are, those are the kinds of stories right now. 
there's a film that's coming out also the same time as Snakehead, which is going to compete against ours is uh, a colon uh, in black and white, which is Ava DuVernay's movie that's going to be on Netflix uh, tomorrow. Um, you know, I just work with her and it's, you, you know, there are just so many filmmakers that are making such great films that are making impact. And that's what I like to see. I like to see things with impact and message. As you guys are leaving, you were talking about Evan's poetry. Were you guys blown away with the third act? Because I was, I was said this in the review. I was surprised at how much story was told within a span of 15 minutes, but told in such a lyrical and poetic. I don't see, you mentioned Wong Kar Wai. I don't ever really see that in indie or big budget filmmaking. Can you guys speak to that? It's amazing. But it's just like magic. What Evan and, and you know, Ray uh, and the entire crew and, and the entire cast, we created magic. We created magic and that was led by Evan, you know, and, you know, how can you, we, we were blessed. We were all blessed, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. How did, how did we do that? Who knows? I mean, I think in retrospect, how did we do it? And what we did was we created magic and that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, he, he, we have so much material actually that they had to cut down, you know? I know. (laughs) There has to be a sequel because there was so much beautiful footage, just absolutely beautiful footage, really raw and great, you know, but you only have, it can't be, you know, it can't be a 12 hour film. So (laughs) it could have easily (laughs) could be a trilogy. Thank you guys so much for your time. And also I I apologize for my ignorance, but how do I pronounce your name? Is it's not Shuya? Is it, how do I pronounce it? Shuya. I apologize for that. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you guys so much for your time. And I really love your film. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. All right. Take care.